You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. It is Ethan Haristadulu here, and we are bringing you guys our weekly power rankings. This time for week number 17, we only got a couple more weeks of these power rankings here before we wrap it up and begin. They push through the playoffs. A lot to get into, a lot to talk about, some pretty big upsets going on this past weekend, um, and then some just pretty surprising results and some awesome showings as well. So we're going to get right into everything. Make sure you like the video if you enjoy what we're doing. Hit that sub button. We're real close to 200 subs. So let's talk some power rankings, shall we? A lot of movement going on in the board here. We reshuffled the top five. The bottom five to seven has kind of moved around as well. A lot of movement going on in the middle. Um, some big results, some teams going on, some hot streaks. The Dolphins have become the first team to win and lose seven straight games in a season, which is a very interesting statistic to say the least. But we'll start with that bottom seven as we always do 32 through 26, we'll pull them up on the board for you guys now. At the very bottom, still sitting there at number 32, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my consensus worst team in the NFL at this point. Even with the change at the head coaching position, they have not gotten much better. Trevor Lawrence has not really thrown very many touchdowns. I think he's still in single digits, if I'm not mistaken. At least the last time I remember checking, he was still sitting at 9 or 8. Um, the Jaguars have a lot of rebuilding to do going into this offseason, and I think it really shows on the field just with the numbers that they're putting up. Another loss this week, and I keep them at number 32. At 31, joining them over there on the far right by themselves, the bottom two teams, we got the New York Giants, who apparently are planning on, according to sources, keeping both Joe Judge and Daniel Jones. I'm not sure why that is the case, but it is what it is with another loss this week getting blown out to the Philadelphia Eagles 34-10. to um, I get this is a team that honestly is probably one of the biggest disappointments of the season. This was a team that I thought could potentially win double digit games and uh, are obviously nowhere close to that sitting at um, I believe they only have four or five wins at this point in the season now I think it's four. Um, so Things have not really gone well for them offensively. Injuries started off the year poorly, and then since then, it's just it just seems like they have never been able to really get it together. They got to improve that offensive line. I think they have a lot of skill, position, talent, but the offensive line is abysmal over there in New York. So that's probably they're going to be their biggest focus going into the offseason, and of course, looking for a quarterback as well. At number 30, we got the Detroit Lions falling down a few spots after their big, big, big win over the Arizona Cardinals last week. Um, this is a tough week for them. They were missing their starting quarterback. Jared Goff was out for the game. Um, Atlanta squeaked by in a victory on that game over them 20-16, to 16, but um, I think... Uh I kind of just bumped them up last week really highly because of the big win, and this was probably something I expected to see be readjusted as we got we went through this week afterwards and uh, falling to the Falcons here. Not a great team, but a team better than them at least. They do drop a few spots here down to the number 30. At number 29, they moved up a couple of spots themselves. The New York Jets, they got a win over the Jaguars. Um, I, you know, i got to say, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Uh, he had a nice uh, rushing touchdown, made some good throws, looked a little bit better than he has in recent weeks. I like the way they played. They handled the team that was worse than them. They got the win, as they should have. Um, but overall, solid game for the Jets and the way they look right now. Um, there's promise in Zach Wilson. I, obviously, there has been a lot of bad. There's been a lot of good. But this is a very poor roster altogether that, they, you know, obviously needs to add a lot of pieces going into offseason. I like them at 29. They look good right here. At number 28. 
eight, the Houston Texans get a massive upset win. And you could argue maybe they deserve to be boosted up a little bit higher than this one here, but I will keep them at 28 now. Um, I don't know if, you know, and I think I mentioned this too in my pick, my NFL picks video. This was a trap game for the Chargers. The Texans are a team that, you know, they've won a few games here and there. And the Chargers, I feel like just drop games like this out of nowhere for some reason. And this ended up being a, another one of those games that they just completely got blown out by the Houston Texans. They were missing like 75% of their offense. So there is that to factor in as well. But meanwhile, the defense just was like not able to, I mean, the defense allowed 41 points to the Houston Texans. I'm pretty sure that's their season high at this point. So it is what it is. Texans got a big W over a playoff contending team. They get to move up a few spots there for the win. At 27, the Seattle Seahawks, who lost a heartbreaking game to the Chicago Bears as the Bears fought their way back to storm through and steal a comeback victory within the last minute or so of the game. Um, Seahawks, man, this was a team that I did not expect to see at the bottom of the league being eliminated from the playoffs here in week 17, or I guess week 16, you want to say. Uh, but... Definitely not something I expected to see. The offense has just not really been what everyone was expecting it to be. The defense has continued to be an issue here. I'm curious to see where things go, if there's going to be a coaching change, if Russell Wilson's going to get traded. Um, you know, there was a little bit of drama last offseason. We've talked about this a lot throughout the year. Um, up between him and Rodgers, if you had told me at in week 17 that Russell Wilson was probably going to be the more likely QB to be moving on from his team, I probably wouldn't have believed you because I thought he was a more of the sure thing guy that was going to stay. But here the Seahawks are sitting at number 27 at the bottom of the league. And then at 26, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, not Philadelphia Eagles, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers getting completely blown out and washed by the Buccaneers. Um, the offense continuing to be the issue there. The defense struggling behind the offense. And honestly, the defense is kind of starting to fall apart here as well. I think as the season wears on, everyone in Carolina just seems to be kind of giving way to every team that comes in. Uh, the fact that this was in Carolina and they let Tampa Bay just stomp all over them speaks for the issues that they have there in Carolina. And they're still sitting at number 26. Next five we're looking at here, the Chicago Bears. They move up a little bit. Again, big win over the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they are eliminated from the playoffs here, but they are one of the better groups of the bottom of the barrel here. Um, Justin Fields is showing some promise. I think he has slowly gotten better and better, and he's doing the best he can in the situation that he's in. I really think that Matt Nagy needs to go. I, I know that there was a lot of rumors of him coming, potentially being fired on Monday, and it did not happen, obviously, and I think it has to do with the win that they just got. You could probably expect that Matt Nagy is going to be gone at the end of this season. I just think it would be better for the Bears to move on at this point. It seems like Bears Nation just does not want him to be there. Um, and I don't really know if Matt Nagy wants to be there anymore, to be honest with you guys. It just does not seem like that fire is there anymore. And I think it would just be better for all parties to move on. And I also think Ryan Pace should probably get the hell out of there, considering he paid Mike Glennon $18.5 million. But we'll, we won't get into that because that's a few years ago. But, I mean, that is still... That's still a funny thing to talk about. Um, I don't really know if he is the GM for this team. At number 24, we got the Washington football team. They took a massive shellacking at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football, 56 to 14, slipping down the leaderboard some more. Again, we're, it, it's starting to really shake itself out, and you're starting to get a clear picture on who is the best and the worst and kind of in between there. Uh, Washington, a team that was supposed to have a great defense and improved on their defense in the offseason, ends up having a far lesser defense than anyone expected, myself included. I am eating my own foot on this one because I picked them to be the NFC East winners. But sitting at number 24, 
Um, I don't think Taylor Heineke is really the guy. He has some flashes here and there, but I just don't, I don't think he is the guy for the future for the Washington football team. Um, he's been hurt here and there, missing some games. It just, you need somebody that's going to be in there for all 16 games of the year for you, or maybe miss a game or, or so here or there. But, you know, offensively, not a whole lot going on defensively. You have linemen punching each other on the sideline. Not a good look for Washington here. At 23, we have the Denver Broncos who continue to just, they cannot move the ball offensively. Drew Locke was the starter again as Teddy Bridgewater was out and missed the game due to his concussion. Um, Honestly, this has been the story of Denver all year. They have won some pretty big games. They've lost some pretty big games. uh, And really, it just boils down to them offensively not being able to move the football. I think their best showing as a team was when they upset the Cowboys earlier in the year. And it's really unfortunate because I think that defense is great, but the offense, they need a signal caller. I expect them to push for a quarterback going into this offseason. Whoever of the big names become available. Um, I've seen, you know, Kirk Cousins name has been thrown out there. Obviously, Watson Rogers is is, is, at this point seems less and less likely as we go on through the year with Green Bay. Um, Russell Wilson probably going to be available depending on how things shake out. I'm sure Russell wants to stay in Seattle just because he loves Seattle, but at the same time, would he like to get out of there and maybe see what he could do somewhere else? Probably. Denver wouldn't be a bad team to go to. Great defense, really good skill position players on offense. They just need a good quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of potential quarterbacks to be on the move going through this offseason, so I think Denver is definitely going to be a player, but until they get a signal caller... This is a very frustrating team because the defense is great. They just can't capitalize and score on what the defense is giving them. At number 22, the Saints losing a big one to the Dolphins. Pretty much, they're not knocked out of the playoffs, but playoff chances kind of being crushed at this point here, losing to the Dolphins 20-3 to just last night on Monday Night Football. Ian Book throws a pick six on the second throw of his NFL career. Uh, I was excited to see him start because I was kind of hoping for something good from him, but ultimately New Orleans was only able to put up three points. Um, a little bit of, I think that the Saints overall are kind of struggling with this tough season right now after being so competitive for so long with Drew Brees at the helm. Um, it, you can tell they need a little bit of leadership, not from like Sean Payton, cause I think he's a great coach, but I think you need a guy like on that roster for like true leadership. And while there are some leaders there, I feel like Drew Brees was the guy that kind of kept like, like held the whole roster together. He was kind of the glue of new Orleans for a really long time. And it shows that they really need that there and losing Jameis Winston obviously killed this team and their playoff chances. They were five and two before Jameis Winston went down. And since then have just lost so many games in heartbreaking fashion or just really poor showings and you know it really sucks to see the way the Saints ended up this season at number 21 we got the Falcons they got a win this week as well again 20 to 16 over the Lions he touched on it already um, when we were discussing the Lions down there at the bottom of the board um, a win that they probably should have gotten I did I think I picked yeah I did pick the Lions to actually get the upset here that was before I knew Jared Goff wasn't going to be playing um, they, they got a win over a lesser team in a tough position Got the win that they should. This has been a team that has been on the outside looking in. They need a lot to go their way if they want to sneak their way into the playoffs. They also got to win their next two games as well. 
I don't really see that likely. I've never really considered Atlanta a playoff team. I think it's probably going to be time for them to move on from Matt Ryan. They need to get a new young signal caller in there. I think change at the quarterback position will be good for them in the long run. It's time to get somebody else in there and kind of develop and see if maybe Matt Ryan wants to go somewhere with a better team built up already that needs a quarterback that could be serviceable. I think Matt Ryan still has some in the tank, but I don't know if him being in Atlanta anymore is working, and I think it's time for Atlanta to kind of eat whatever dead cat money they're about to have to eat with him and move on from the QB. Next up, at number 20, and you could probably argue they deserve to be a little bit lower, but they did hang in there with the Green Bay Packers on Christmas night or Christmas afternoon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, lost to Green Bay 24-22 to in a game that was a lot closer than it probably should be considering how good Green Bay is and just the kind of issues that Cleveland has been struggling with all year long. This was a lot of people's darlings, myself included, for the playoffs going into the beginning of this year and dysfunction, injuries, and just people not playing to their, the way that I think they should have has kind of led to this team really slipping down. And, and ultimately, there is a path for them to make it into the playoffs. I don't really... I, like they could literally win the AFC North with how much of a mixed bag the North has been this year if things go their way their way. But I don't really see that happening. Um, Baker Mayfield has not been himself this year, and I don't know if it's the injuries or what, like the shoulder thing. Maybe that's really affecting him. I don't know. He he has himself said it's not, but I just I, I have a hard time believing that something in, in such a large area of your body is not giving you an issue, whether it's his throwing shoulder or not, and obviously it's not. I just think that there's something going on there. We'll have to see what thing what kind of shakes out these next couple of weeks. But uh, I don't really believe too strongly in Cleveland's playoff hopes. A lot needs to go their way. They need some losses. They need to win out. So things are not looking too great over there in Cleveland. At 19, Pittsburgh is kind of the same deal. This seems like Roethlisberger's last year. I'd be shocked if he comes back for another one at this point. And honestly, they probably should have moved on him this year. But he's still there fighting his way to the very end. The AFC North is pretty much up for grabs because if everyone else loses in the AFC North and the Steelers went out, they could win the AFC North. All four of those teams in that division have a shot at winning there if the things go their way. But ultimately speaking, the defense has is definitely not shown up this year. It is not the number three defense of last year. And I think each and every week they kind of look less and less like the defense of old that we were used to, obviously losing 36-10 to 10 to the Chiefs this week. So I have them at 19. Could be maybe a spot or two higher, maybe a spot or two lower. Just depends on how you look at it and who you rank above and below them. But I like them at 19. And number 18, Minnesota Vikings. Um, another team that has been a very mixed bag. They kept it close with the LA Rams. So I only have them dropping, I believe, a spot or two. I think it might be two spots. I think they dropped two spots actually with the Steelers. Um, again, another team that has been very frustrating. The defense was going to take this team as far as they could go this year. And I think that has held true throughout the entirety of the year. Offense has also been a mixed bag here and there. Some weeks are really good. Some weeks are really not. Uh, I've talked a lot this year about the offense and defense just not being on the same page where like one can perform well and the other one can't perform well at the same time. It's kind of been that the entire year where only a few games they've really put it all together. But they're sitting at number 18. They do have a shot as do. A, it's funny because there's a lot of teams still fighting for some of those wild card spots. I believe there's five teams locked up for the NFC playoff picture, which means there are two spots left and there are a few teams in the in the way or not in the way, but in the fight for those playoff spots. The Vikings are included on that list. Are they going to make it? Potentially, they could be. Um, there is some room with those like eight and seven or seven and eight teams right now. Definitely a possibility. Vikings could sneak their way in if they rattle off a couple of wins and have a few teams take some losses. I know the Eagles are up in there. Um, there's a few other teams as well fighting for those last couple of spots. The Vikings are certainly in it. 
At number 17, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. They got themselves a win over Denver, a big win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They moved up pretty significantly on the board because they're on a couple of game winning streak now. Uh, they basically, it was do or die for them this week. They needed to get the win here because if they took the loss, I really think it would kill all their playoff chances. Now you have the Las Vegas Raiders in a potential spot to lock in a, 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 a like a position in the playoffs that is completely wide open in the AFC at this point. I'm going to pull up the standings real quick just to double check. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's only one team that's actually locked in for the uh, playoffs here in the AFC. It's a crazy horse race for what's going on over there. Yeah, Kansas City, only team that's locked in for the playoffs. Seeds two through seven, completely wide open. Las Vegas is eight and seven. The Chargers, eight and seven. Baltimore's eight and seven. Miami's eight and seven. Then you got a bunch of nine and six teams. I mean, there is so much potential for teams to get knocked out or put into the playoffs, depending on how things shake out. Of course, the Raiders are in the running at number 17, and as are the Baltimore Ravens right above them at the number 16 spot, a team that took a tough, tough loss, another shellacking to the hands or on the hands of the Bengals. Uh, I didn't expect the Ravens to win that game against the Bengals. I picked the Bengals to win, I guess, especially since it was in Cincinnati and that secondary is worse off than they were the first time they met. (sighs) There's a lot of talent on the Ravens team, and a lot of that talent is sitting on the IR, and that's really unfortunate. This is a team that could be really good, and they have been very competitive throughout the year despite the amount of injuries they've dealt with. Everyone's injured in the league. Everyone's dealing with them. I get that. But the Ravens have a massive list of players that are hurt right now. And for them to even still be in the playoff hunt speaks volumes for the coaching, the the talent that has been brought in, the personnel department being able to bring in people to keep them as competitive as they have been. They've been missing Lamar Jackson now for a little bit, and they're still fighting for a playoff spot at that 8-7. and seven. Um, I mean, there is potential they could be a 10-win team and make their way into the playoffs. They could end up being 8-9, and nine, or what is it? or what what do they have eight and seven yeah they could end up being eight and nine eight and nine yeah eight and nine the new the new the new uh standings thing for the end of the season is so weird um but yeah i mean strong potential for them to get in i like them at 16 they could make their way in and win the afc north i mean there is so much potential to to go on in the afc again six teams still up in the air for who's going to be in the playoffs for the afc Next up, we got the Eagles, who fly up the leaderboard here with another big victory, stomping out the Giants in a big one here. The Eagles are a team that, I will admit, I've probably slept on a little bit more than I should have, just because it does not feel like they're an 8-7 and team, but they are an 8-7 and team with that number 7 seed locked up in the NFC as of this moment. Again, there's only two spots left available for the NFC as opposed to the six that are still available in the AFC. Eagles are in the running for that spot, and there's only one other team that has a shot, and that's the 49ers. They're a little bit up the board on them. We'll get to them in a second, but the Eagles have played some pretty good football, best rushing attack in the league. Their air attack has not been as impressive, but the defense is what's really stepped up here and has been rather impressive, and I think a little bit of a surprise because nobody's really talked about the Eagles' defense, but they're doing really well with yards per game. I believe they are the number five team in yards per game allowed throughout the entirety of the year so far. A lot of good things coming out of Philadelphia, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've slept on them until this point, and I want to make sure they get the recognition they deserve now. At number 14, the Chargers, and honestly, you could probably say they deserve to be a little bit lower, but I still believe in them maybe slipping into the playoffs here. I think they have a really good roster. They dealt with a lot of players out this week that I don't think that they were expecting to have out. This COVID thing has kind of run through every single team. Chargers got hit with a brunt of it as well, and I think for the worse. Um, 
it's what happened against the Houston Texans, man. I, you could blame the the people being pulled out of the game last minute for, uh, all you want, but that is a game that they should have been winning. I labeled it a trap game for them in my NFL picks video, and they they fell right into the trap and took a disgusting forty one to twenty nine loss. We'll have to see if the Chargers can fight their way into the playoffs. I really think the Chargers need to win out if they want to even have any shot of getting into the playoffs. I don't think, just looking at the the records here, you have four teams that are 9-6. and six. So if you assume that those teams can all win at least one more game, you're looking at 1-2 plus those four, six teams with double-digit wins. You're probably going to need double-digit or at least nine wins to get into the playoffs if you're the AFC. And I think nine wins is a stretch because I could see one of these eight and seven teams winning two straight games and working their way in. So you're probably going to need double-digit wins. Chargers must win out here. The Dolphins, first team to go. Seven wins straight and seven losses straight in the NFL year. Pretty interesting stuff. A funny tidbit of a piece of information there. Um, they are in the playoffs as of right now. I believe they would be technically the number seven seed. Was this four, five, six, seven? They would be the number seven seed. So they have a shot at the playoffs here. Interesting stuff because at one point I had n- literally no thought in my mind that the Dolphins were even considered a playoff team in any shape or form. Seven wins is seven wins, despite who it's against. They have gotten it done the last seven weeks in convincing fashion. They beat the Titan, uh, the Saints just last night. Not the Titans, excuse me, the Saints. Just beat the Saints last night. Granted, Ian Book is their starting quarterback, but the Saints do have a really solid defense. Two has played pretty well since he came back from his injury earlier in the year when they were really on that like losing course. But, you know, you have to be impressed with, my, with what Miami has done. Could they be the number seven seed and get knocked out first week of the wild card round? Probably. Maybe not. Probably. I don't know. But they're in the playoff hunt. They're the number seven seed right now. I don't think anyone saw this coming from them. I've been really impressed with what they've been doing, and I got them at 13. At number 12, San Francisco 49ers. Um, oh, gosh, man. They are a team that, you know, they win weird games. They lose weird games. They got a uh, – they won this week, correct? Where is the standings here? Uh, yeah, no, no, they lost. Excuse me, they lost. Wow, Thursday night football feels like forever ago because of the Saturday games. Um, they lost a tight one to the Tennessee Titans. Um, that was a game that I really thought that the San Francisco 49ers could win despite the fact that the game was in Tennessee and they were getting players back. But, you know, something about San Francisco, man, I don't get it. They just, they, they're a really good team, but they can't beat the other good teams and they lose some poor games. That I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy them. They are in the playoffs right now. I believe that they are the number six seed, but they are like on the fringe of potentially not even being in the NFC playoff picture. I mean, like I said, you have five teams locked up already in the NFC. 49ers are the number six seed right now, but if you take another loss or if you don't win out, I mean, there are three teams sitting at seven and eight. And realistically speaking, if things shake out, Washington's still in the running at six and nine for a playoff picture. You cannot lose any more games if you are San Francisco and you want to make your way into the playoffs. You're eight and seven, best shot to get into the playoffs, in my opinion, considering all five teams in the playoffs right now are double-digit win teams. You got to win out if you're San Francisco. Hopefully they can get it done if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive and stay in that playoff picture. Eight and seven is a tough spot to be in right now. Two more games left on the schedule and San Francisco needs to get it done. At number 11, the Patriots on a two-game losing skid losing to the Colts, and then losing to the Bills at home. Um, I watched the the Patriots game more so than anything. I had people over for the game, uh, and that offense did not look good. The defense 
did look fairly impressive while they did lose at a score, excuse me, of um, 33 to 21. The defense did their best to hold on. It really just came down to the offense really not getting a ton going. Mac Jones did not look great. Josh Allen put on a clinic against a defense that has been really impressive this year and has been very well coached. Obviously, Bill Belichick, a great defensive mind, being able to get the best out of his players. This has been a very talented and opportunistic defense, and they could not really pull out any big opportunities against the Bills. It felt like Josh Allen was just kind of doing his thing all game long. It never really felt like he was you know, under too much pressure, never really getting touched. Um, a little bit of a chippy game as well. AFC East division on the line in that, that game. And ultimately the bills came out the winner. Um, they're in my opinion, still a playoff team. I think that the Patriots will ultimately get themselves in. They're sitting at nine wins. I think they can win at least one more game. I believe they are playing Miami week 18 in Miami, which will be an interesting one because the dolphins appear to have the Patriots number in Miami year over year. Patriots tend to lose there and it seems to always come down late in the year as well, which is really funny, but We'll have to see how that one goes. I like the Patriots in the playoffs still at nine and six. If they win out, they're still in, which could be good for them, considering some of the other te- the other teams that have lost that have kind of put them in a good position despite their loss. Um, I expect them to be in the playoffs, so I like them at eleven. Next up, ten through six, Buffalo Bills at number ten. They're back in the top ten after falling out for a couple weeks there. Big victory over the New England Patriots. I just kind of already touched on the game. Josh Allen looked excellent against a really good defensively coached. Patriots team um it seems like the Bills have kind of found their footing they had a tough little stretch there they they have lost some interesting games they have been beat up in some of those losses and I think the entire league has kind of laughed at them for it but the Bills are looking good right now nine and six they control the AFC East if they win out they could get in at 11 and six and own the division there which would be great for the Bills to have at least some sort of home field advantage for at least a game or two in the playoffs depending on who they end up playing so things looking good for Buffalo looking positive after kind of being on like the outside looking into the playoff picture big statement victory over their division rivals the Patriots right in the driver's seat they hold the keys to the AFC East um if they win out, they're golden. That's all they got to do. That seems to be the case for a lot of teams in the AFC. At number nine, the Cardinals falling to a depleted Colts roster due to COVID taking out a whirlwind of players. Uh, very shocked to see the Cardinals take another loss here. I picked the Colts to win that game. That was before all the COVID stuff. And then what going into that game, I was telling some people, man, I picked the Colts to win and I do not see it happening. Ultimately, the offense is having some issues there. I know DeAndre Hopkins is out right now, but realistically speaking, you have a lot of talent. Um, Chase Edmonds is back. I did not really expect the Cardinals offense to struggle as much as they did against a bunch of backups that are playing for the Colts in that game. They got to figure it out offensively. They are on a massive losing skid right now. I believe they are three and five in their last eight games after starting out the year seven and one. They need to get it together. This is not the time to be fumbling around. You're a 10-win team. You have a shot at potentially winning the division if the Rams drop another game I mean the Cardinals are just fumbling at the absolute worst time and you could argue maybe they belong a little bit lower but I like them at number nine I think this is a good spot for them right now at number eight Cincinnati Bengals flying up the leaderboard I think they jumped up like four spots for me this week after crushing their rave uh their rival Baltimore Ravens um Joe Burrow man 
what can you say? I know that there's a bunch of backups playing over there in the secondary of the Baltimore Ravens, but it is still an NFL team being fielded there. And realistically speaking, 525 yards and four touchdowns is the number total you should be having going up against all those backups. And Joe Burrow had those numbers. They have a great young core of 25 and under year olds that are just completely dominating the air attack and the ground game. Joe Mixon has been phenomenal. Offensive line, which was something I was concerned about, has been, excuse me, very, very good. Obviously, Joe Burrow has been great. I mean, what is not to like about this offense at this point? And again, you can say what you want about the secondary in Baltimore. The numbers he put up are the numbers you should be putting up in that situation, going up against a defense that has literally a litany of injuries all over the place. Those are the numbers you should have, and Joe Burrow had them. Statement victory over a division rival. I mean, Bengals are looking good. That's all I got to say. At number seven, Indianapolis Colts. I like them here. They did not move despite getting a win over the um, over the Cardinals. This is more of a reflection, in my opinion, on the Cardinals' loss and just where they are more than anything. I kind of wanted to move the Colts up, but because of who I have above them, I felt like I was fine just keeping them at the number seven spot. Uh, I've been very impressed with the way Jonathan Taylor has been playing the last few weeks. I think he has a strong case for MVP. I know a lot of people are saying if Derrick Henry didn't win last year, he can't win this year. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Aaron Rodgers was had, had what was it, like the second best quarterback season ever, and there was a strong reason for him to win the MVP. I understand the 2,000 yards for Derrick Henry, but... When you look at second best quarterbacking season ever compared to the eighth guy to have run for 2,000 yards, you gotta have to you have to give it to Aaron Rodgers there. This year speaking, no real quarterback has really run away with the award. You could argue in recent weeks, Aaron Rodgers is right back to looking like Aaron Rodgers of old and has a strong case for MVP. But Jonathan Taylor, he's great in the receiving game. He's unbelievable on the ground game, despite all the injury or not injuries, but people pulled off the offensive line because of COVID for the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor still hit 108 yards rushing. Um, I think a lot of people, you could kind of silence saying, oh, JT's only getting those numbers because of his line. Still had 108 yards, and there were four backups in at one point starting on that line for him. They lost Eric Fisher during the game, too. So, I mean... JT's looking awesome. As long as they can ride him, they have a shot. Um, Are they Super Bowl contenders? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know if I believe in Carson Wentz. I will say that throw for a touchdown that he had towards the end of the game to Ashton Doolin was a absolute dagger and is the type of throw you want to see a quarterback make when you're pushing for the playoffs because that means that he is not afraid to take that shot and put the nail in a coffin on a team to win the game. Colts are a team you don't really want to play in January. They have the tough ground game, a quarterback that's not making a ton of mistakes. He does not need to be Peyton Manning. He does not need to be Andrew Luck. If he can play smart football, that's all you really can ask for. You have a great offensive line. Hopefully everyone can come back from COVID and be good to go. This is a tough team to face so late in the year when things get real cold and real tough to throw. At number six, Tennessee Titans. I shot them up the leaderboard because honestly, They didn't really have a ton of business winning that game, despite it even being in Tennessee. They are dealing with so many injuries, but A.J. Brown came back, and he looked like the star that he is. I love A.J. Brown. He is one of my top five receivers in the NFL. When I did uh, top fives before the season started, he was on that list. I think he is so talented and so good. Um, and it sucks that the Titans have dealt with the injuries that they've dealt with, but they have been resilient. They are sitting at 10 and five with the number two seed in the AFC. They have a win over the number one seeded um, team in the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I mean, 
what is there not to like about Tennessee? They're winning games despite injuries. They're 10 and five, number two. Shout out to Mike Vrabel is all I really have to say, I think, when it comes down to that. I think that he has just coached this team so well and been able to just pull them out of what everyone has like kind of thrown them into of a grave week after week to keep them where they are and fighting for a playoff spot and also for a potential number one seed because if the Chiefs slip up, that goes right to the Titans and they're the number one seed despite all the injuries. And if Derrick Henry comes back and Julio Jones can at least put something together for this team, I think that he's been a lot a lot more lackluster than people were expecting him to be being paired up with an offense that was supposed to be so dominant, but injuries and whatnot and COVID has just kind of prevented it from happening. Titans are a good team, man. Resilient. They're 10 and five number two seed. And honestly, they're just going to keep getting people back at this point. I mean, they've been missing everybody already. So they're just starting to kind of sprinkle their way back in and get back onto the roster. The Titans are getting a healthy unit at the right time, and I like them at number six. And I'm real worried about anybody really playing them in the AFC at this point going through those playoffs. And then for the top five, a little bit of reorganizing for this group. Um, curious to see what you all think of the top five teams here, but I'm pretty confident in the way I have them ranked right now that this is probably the best way to sort them out. You could argue that... Uh, We'll pull them up now. The Cowboys probably have to be higher. We'll talk about them in a second. I got the LA Rams at number five. They dropped a few spots. They won the game this week, but Stafford with three picks. I mean, a poor showing against the Vikings defense that has been kind of a pushover this year if they've played a really good team. Um, So it kind of scared me a little bit about them. They're still 11-4. and They're leading the NFC West. They're probably going to lock up the division, in my opinion. But realistically speaking... There is some concern. I think that there's just some struggling to beat a team that has not really been great defensively and forcing so many turnovers kind of scared me, I guess. So I had them, I think, at number two or three, if I'm not mistaken, last week. I can't remember exactly where I had them, but I want to say it was two or three. They're fine at number five. Um, do I, I Realistically, when I look at this top five group, I could see any of these teams beating each other. It's It's just a matter of like, the week and what's going on that week. Um, I'm fine with the Rams at five. You could argue maybe they should be a spot or two higher because they have beaten the Buccaneers and whatnot. But as of this moment with how I feel the teams are playing, I'm fine with the Rams at five Cowboys at number four. I understand they just blew out Washington, but Washington's was literally fighting themselves on the sideline. Um, it, and, and I don't want to make more out of that than it is, but like you have players fighting each other on the sideline in a divisional game that basically like your playoff hopes are on the line um, and you are getting absolutely demolished, whatever the issue may be. I don't know. Um, but they got the win. They got the win convincingly. Offense looked great. I'll shower them with praise. They looked awesome. They beat down on a team they probably should have been beating down on. It's not that I'm not giving them credit for you Cowboys fans. You could arguably be the number two team in the NFL. I don't know if I could say number one because I think my number one is pretty much solid. I like who's at number one. But I'm fine with the Cowboys at number four. And if you think that they should be at three or two, I I understand. I feel your arguments. I hear your arguments. Go ahead and fire them down in the comment section below. Um, you're probably right. I'm not going to really argue about it because this top five is a little bit iffy. In my opinion there, you could really argue just about anyone because of wins and losses and who's beat who in this list here at number three, 
I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat down on the Panthers as they should have going into that game. They are the clear better team between those two. Um, I think the Buccaneers are looking really hot defending Super Bowl champs. Um, they just won their first divisional title since 2007. Uh, they're looking good at the right time. I like them at number three. Um, I, there is a real shot that we see Tampa Bay and Kansas City again in the Super Bowl. I could tell you that right now. At number two, Kansas City Chiefs, a team that earlier in the year, sitting at three and four, looked like they were dead in the water, have battled their way back, seven straight victories um, to, 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 to look at. like or eight, Is it eight now? Let me look at this here. I think it might be eight straight victories at this point. What are they at? Yeah, eight straight victories. Um, they're, they're the clear best in the AFC at this moment, in my opinion. The only argument would be the Titans because the Titans have already beaten them, but that was also a while ago. Um, this is, in my opinion, a completely different Kansas City team at this point. They seem to have found themselves. <sighs> if a game is in Kansas City, and I can't remember if the Titans played them in Kansas City or not, I don't really see teams being able to beat the Chiefs right now. They just are, they're hot. The defense is playing really well. Offense has found themselves. Uh, they just stomped on the Pittsburgh Steelers this past week. I, I would love to know who you guys think should be number one if it's not the Titans in the AFC. At number one, to finish off the power rankings for this week, Green Bay Packers. At this point, um, what is the streak that they're on? They're on a little bit of a streak themselves, if I'm not mistaken. They're on a four-game winning streak as well, 12-3, and three, best record in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is playing some ungodly type of football. I, the dude hasn't thrown a pick in like... I think five weeks now or something like that. Uh, he's starting to look like Aaron Rodgers of last year, a little bit of a slower start this year, but he's starting to look like the Aaron Rodgers of old. People keep talking about the toe thing. I don't really care about that, uh, whether that's a crutch for him or not. I don't really care to discuss. Um, they are 12 and three. They look like the best team in the NFL. The defense while slipping up a little bit here, you could say, um, still not really allowing a ton of points. The defense has been playing a lot better than I would say in years past. I like this defense that they have the offense, with Marquez Valdez Scantling in is a different unit. I think, you know, a lot can be said about them not having another guy out aside from Devontae Adams as like the number for, you know, like the first round draft pick wide receiver, blah, 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 that they don't have that they won't give Aaron Rodgers. You can say what you want about it. There is a lot of talent on that offense. The offensive line is really good. Their skill position players are really good. The AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones combo is unbelievable. Um, this is a very, very complete Packers team and they have a strong case to push their way through the playoffs and potentially be the NFC's representative in the Super Bowl. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Again, leave a like if you enjoyed. I appreciate you all for watching. Hit that sub button, and I will see you all in our next video. We're doing a lot of State of the Franchise videos the next few days. I obviously took a long break because of the holiday weekend. I'll be sure to pump those out for you guys as we go through the week. Have a good one. I'll catch you guys in the next video, and see you later.